0: Did you know that there was a National Random Acts of Kindness Day? And if you don't get it done on that day, which is February 17th, there's also a National Random Acts of Kindness Week. So we have a few more days to make it happen. Well, we're sure that you are dealing with kindness every day of your life. But to find out what other people are doing and hear more what's going on with the event, please stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the American Mothers Mom-to-Mom Podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another.
0: Welcome to another episode of a Mom to Mom podcast. I am your host, Deanne Taylor. Today, we have an interesting discussion about kindness and how it impacts you as an individual. That's a very interesting topic, in my opinion. We're going to start off with a very special friend of mine, Joyce Stevens, the National President of American Mothers Incorporated, we're so happy to have you back with us today.
2: Oh, thanks, Dan. I'm always thrilled to talk to you, and hopefully we can help all of the American mothers with something that they enjoy listening to. Oh, well, that's our goal anyway,
0: isn't it, Joyce? Today, we are talking about Random Acts of Kindness. And the importance of that, because on February 17th is the National Random Acts of Kindness Day. And I think that's pretty amazing. So we're looking forward to hearing from some of the mothers and what they've done and what they're doing to teach their children how to know the importance of kindness. You sent me an article that talked about kindness may ease depression and anxiety symptoms. I found that very fascinating.
2: I ran across that one time when I was looking for a speech title, and I belong to a Toastmasters club. And that is, if you don't know what Toastmasters, it's not just for speaking, but it takes away your fear of talking in front of people or in front of audiences if you have to give a speech. Otherwise, it's just an everyday life just to sharpen up on your skills. I'm not promising I'm perfect because there's a lot of ums and ahs going on or this or that, but it's a fun group because I get to visit with them a lot. They're also
0: very supportive.
2: Oh yeah. Because you're all going through the same thing. Right. We're meeting new people that you may not have ever visited with before from all walks of life and we have a real eclectic group. You talk about eclectic
0: group. I think I know another organization like that and it's titled right behind your head there. We welcome mothers to join American mothers and get that same kind of support and feeling but going on with what we were talking about.
2: So I was going to do a speech on my children and volunteering because we were real involved with our local little town community club and chamber of commerce and always doing reserves and things in the community. So I looked into that because sometimes people, they really back off when you ask them to volunteer, but they're really shy about it. There were like five different areas that helped you health wise when you were a volunteer, your psychological and everything. And I, I should have brought that paper out before I started talking to you. But you talk about it lowering the stress level and making you feel good. That's just basically the whole gist of it. By volunteering or helping someone or doing random acts of kindness, that definitely makes you feel better. You might walk away really smiling because you know that that person feels better and you did something to help them.
0: Right. Well, the article you sent, I wanted to share a couple of quotes. Folks who participated in the Acts of Kindness group reported that they felt less depression and less anxious. Dr. Jennifer Cheever, Chevens, Ph.D. professor of psychology at Ohio State University and co-author of this study, that's what she said. There is another one that said, there just seems to be something about having social connection that brings meaning and purpose into our lives. Without it, everything else just feels kind of empty. So what does COVID tell us? I mean, everybody felt that way during COVID. So that's a very valid study as far as I could tell.
2: Right. Yes, being alone and being at home and not knowing what to do or almost scared to go out and help people. But I'd like to speak to that, if I may. Oh, certainly. About the people getting out and socializing or being social or helping. I'm involved with a nonprofit thrift store that we have a ton of volunteers that work every morning, every night, every afternoon there. And a lot of them, because we need the volunteers all throughout the week, a lot of them are retired ladies. Many of them are widowed. And this really gave them a purpose. They come in and they're just, I'm not kidding. They're in their 80s and they are hauling boxes and books and coffee pots and clothes. And They're just doing, they're so loving it. Our store is pretty big and they come in when it's not even open. There's a group of four of them that they wouldn't miss. They come in and they're cleaning and vacuuming. There's more to a community thrift store than just giving money away because you make this money and you give it back to the community, but it also gives them a purpose, gives not just the elderly, but maybe the lonely a place to go. And they're together.
0: What a wonderful opportunity to serve your community as they serve the community that gives them a, an outlet and an opportunity to serve.
2: It is. And I I think of that all the time when I'm in there with them, that they and I'm not young, but I'm one of the younger ones. <laughs> and I've made friends with them. They're very, very happy when they're there. Got the coffee pot on. And if somebody new wants to come in, boy, are they welcome to volunteer. That's well, great. that's
0: awesome. I think it's important because what would they be doing if they didn't have that? They'd be sitting home alone in their home and they're making uh-huh. new friends. I love that, Joyce. Yeah. One thing, Dr. David Craig who is a clinical psychologist, is also a co-author of this study. Oh, by the way, I'm going to post the link to this study in the show notes, everybody, so you can read it yourself. It's really fascinating. Anyway, Dr. Craig says, social connection seems to be one of the most powerful ingredients for flourishing in life. And that just highlights what you said, Joyce. And the study also had individuals who had elevated anxiety or depression, and they were divided into three separate groups. Two of the groups were given CBT techniques, such as planning social activities. CBT stands for cognitive behavior therapy. The purpose of CBT therapy is to help change thinking patterns in those who have had problems with faulty or unhelpful ways of thinking or processing. Many times that occurs in people with anxiety or depression. And the third group was given the charge of engaging in acts of kindness, two days a week for five weeks. All three groups reported greater life satisfaction and reduced depression and anxiety symptoms. But people in the third group showed the most improvement. And he said, interestingly, 75% of that third group continued performing acts of kindness. They weren't large. They were small acts. They complimented a stranger, or they'd buy a coffee for a co worker, or they'd call or text somebody, or they'd hold the door open. It wasn't anything major, but it unlocked something inside them that helped them yeah. feel better about themselves and to move forward.
2: Now, as you were saying also, Dan, I just like the saying saying yes has surprising benefits. When you look at people, that they feel good helping yourself by helping others because you feel better. That, of course, we just talked about the first benefit is that it connects you with others and that gives you a more positive impact. And it gives you an impact on the community because you're volunteering and that's a two way street. You're helping others, you're boosting your social skills by doing that, by being around people, you're making new friends, you're finding people with common interest. Cause when you're volunteering for something, they also are volunteering for that because their interests are the same
3: as yours. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Sometimes it's hard to get out of our own skin though, you know, but if you start yeah. small, like we mentioned before, you don't have to start big. You can start right. small, but in your comfort zone, even within your own family or your neighbors, people that you know, like well, simple as a good. smile or a text. Sometimes that's what your friend needs
2: they're not naturally outgoing you know you might be shy very shy so it's hard to meet new people but just getting out and helping with things is one way of helping to do that and it's good for your mind and your body it increases self-confidence just like that the golden rule doing you right. do to yeah. others <laughs> all these positive it gives you pride the right. better you feel yourself the more likely you're going to have a positive attitude on life. You've got to feel good. good.
0: If you know you made someone feel better during the day, it's got to raise some chemical thing in your body that it's going to elevate where you are.
2: This is such a good subject. We could just talk on and on and on oh, about really it. good.
0: But I, I, what we really want to hear, Joyce, is some of your experiences. We know you do so many good things in your community, but how personal is this for you
2: as far as helping other people? Would you like to share any of those with us? Oh, well, I don't know. I try to be nice all the time, just smiling at people. I was thinking more of nice things that people did me or for my family. Okay, we'll take that
0: because that will give
2: us ideas on how we
0: can help our friends and neighbors.
2: Because We already talked about the thrift store and how I, I love to go there and no matter how busy I am, I stick to my scheduled day to go there and I feel that's a real mission in our community. It's always been the times and I'm sure everybody has this story of when you have the baby when you have your children and then all of a sudden that first couple nights you're home and neighbors or family are bringing full meals over. That was always so, so kind. Or There's the times when there's an emergency with someone. So, of course, you stop to help them. Our son, Jeremy, when he was in college and a couple of college guys, when we have a blizzard in Nebraska, you're supposed to stay home. But college guys don't do that. They're going to go to the grocery store and get snacks. And they're going to have a blizzard party, make chili and all that. The wind is blowing. This is really a strong, strong blizzard. And the wind is stronger than normal. They drive past a gas station. And this girl is standing there trying, what they think is she's trying to put gas in her car. And she's waving like crazy at them. And they're going,
3: oh, isn't that
2: nice? There She's waving. And then as they go by, they go. You know, she's still really waving and something's wrong. So they swing around and they go down And here. She had gotten out, went around the other side of the car to put gas in the car, opened her car door, the passenger side, and it slammed shut on her hand because of the wind, the strong wind. So the whole hand was in there and she couldn't open the door because it locked and she couldn't get away to go around to the other side to get the key out or anything. There she was, and it was bitterly cold, so they pulled in and they got around the other side, got her out, her hand was just crushed, her whole hand. She had frostbite, so they took her to the emergency room. They left her there, and the next week, there were little thank yous in all the little town's newspapers all around saying, Thank you to the young men who saved me. Nobody knew each other's names or anything. I just thought that was really sweet that she wrote that.
0: Well, Joyce, I appreciate your time. I always love visiting with you and I learned so much. Thank
2: you. Thank you. You always have some great stories too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Angela Myers and I am from the state of Utah. And I just wanted to take a few minutes today and share something that really touched me. A total random act of a stranger that really impacted me. I'm tearing up now just thinking about it. But this was quite a few years ago when my boys were 10 to 14. And we had our daughter, Emmeline, who's special needs and in a power wheelchair. And we would go camping a lot at a place called Magoo. That was the name of the campsite. And there were sycamore trees all over. We loved that campground. And rather than go across Pacific Coast Highway to go to the beach, we would go underneath where the estuary was, where the Creek met the ocean. And in order to get down there, we would start on the level of the campground. And there was about 10 to 12 feet where you had to do a decline. And with my boys could do it, no problem. I could do it, no problem. But with Emmeline and having to carry her, it was really difficult. So I would hold her, step down as far as I could, and then stop. And then my boys would go ahead and I would hand her off to the boy down below and then he to the one below so that we could get her down. And we were just laden down with boogie boards and sunblock and water and snacks and all the things, you know, you've been there, all that stuff and so much to carry. And we spent a few hours there, enjoyed ourselves so much, and we were ready to go back up to the campground. So we did the Emmeline arm exchange backwards, going up the little hill so we could get her up and not slip down. And then I sent my boys on ahead to get Emmeline's wheelchair and they brought it back to me. And as I was strapping her into the wheelchair, I was really tired, you know, as a mom, you get tired. And I was just thinking about, okay, I've got to get everybody cleaned up, get all the beach and the sand and everything off and get dinner made and make it over the fire. And I just was feeling the heaviness of being a mom and just being tired, wanting my kids to have a good time, but feeling like, I'm just super tired and worn out. And as I was busy working and getting Emmeline in her chair and getting everything situated, I noticed a man approaching us from the parking lot. There was a parking lot where people would park to go cycle down Pacific Coast Highway. And I was like, a little bit wary, but I watched him come over and we exchanged greetings. And then he said to me, he said, I had a special needs child also. And I want you to know that you are doing a good job. We didn't say much more than that, but... It just hit me so hard because I had been thinking life is hard. Everything's messy. I'm not doing everything I should. You sometimes beat up on yourself as a mom, but he came over and said that to me and he saw me and he noticed me and he said, you're doing a good job. And I thought, wow, I am doing a good job. It's hard being a mom. And I had a lot of special needs amongst my children. So there was always a lot going on, but in just a few seconds with just about one or two sentences, that man had a big impact on my life. And this was years ago. And I still remember it. And I think moms need to know they're doing a good job. You are seeing what you're doing is important. And when I think about kindness and random acts of kindness in this world, there are so many hard things happening. There are so many unkindnesses, so many scary things that are going on in our world right now. And I love the quote where it says in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And I think that's such an important lesson to teach our children. And like I mentioned, the man didn't do a lot. It didn't take a lot out of his day, but those one or two sentences really touched me and made me feel like I could do it. I could go on as mom and I was doing okay.
0: I'm here with Dorothy DeVore, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Dorothy, do you want to introduce yourself?
4: Well, I am living in California, and I'm really happy to talk today about kindness because all my life I've been surrounded by kind people, my parents and family, and my own family now, and I just am surrounded by really nice people who are always doing very nice things for me. It does make life happy. And I read things of people that have not had that fortune. And and I'm grateful that I have been able to be around kindness. Would you like to share some of those experiences with us? We'd love to hear them. Well, thank you. When I was asked about this, I had to go back to this experience that I had years ago because it's so clear in my mind of what happened. We had moved to California. We had left a very big home in Salt Lake City, and we moved to a small condo. We had someone staying in our home and decided to sell it. The whole house was still full of all of these things that I had to do something with. And as I think back about it now, I'm just still so overwhelmed. I'm just going to share a few things of the miracles that happened with moving. We have seven children. And so we had all of their things. My niece and her husband and daughter came and she stayed by me the whole time, getting boxes, running errands. Her husband was fixing all of the things in the house that needed to be fixed. Our daughter had returned home and she was supposed to bring my friend. And it turned out the friend could not come, but I made one call to my sister-in-law. And all of a sudden I had this large crew of incredible workers. And her niece was going to the airport to pick up some friends, but she told the friends they had to come and help me move. And so for the next three days, they came. I called my friend to ask if someone could come and help with the final cleaning. She found someone and that lady came and saw the size of the house and she brought someone. And those girls just stayed to the end to make sure that our house was clean when I left. The problem was that I had a deadline. I needed to get back home. So I was just on this time crunch. The movers said that they would not be able to unhook the refrigerator or the washer and dryer. I thought it would be easy, but as they were trying to do it, we realized we didn't have the right tools and it wasn't easy. But a worker came by to pick up a check and he had all the right tools and was able to easily do it. And the same with the washing machine. Another man that was there clearing gutters had all the right tools to unhook the washing machine.
0: I can see where all those little miracles are happening (laughs) to make it good for you to be able to meet your deadlines.
4: In the end, I just had a little block of time and I knew I couldn't do it. But all of a sudden, the realtor came and she was going to lunch with some friends, but she brought her friends to come and pack up the last boxes. And another friend brought boxes and brought food for those people who are there working. So I counted up. 57 people who helped, including the movers, and I learned that every single act counted in a very big way. So I think we take for granted when we stop by and help someone that it's just a nice thing to do, but it means so much to the person that's on the other end. And I look back on this experience and just feel so grateful for people who were aware of my needs and Acted on it. That is a great story.
0: Thank you so much for sharing with us.
4: Well, thanks for asking. It's nice to remember the things that people have done for us. I
0: am really happy to share some thoughts from Jenny Columber.
5: Hi, I'm Jenny Columber and I'm from Hollister, California. And today I wanted to share a couple of thoughts about random acts of kindness. Over the years, there's a couple of things that I've noticed as we've had opportunities to either give kindness or people have shown us kindness. And so I wanted to share those today. And so the first thing that I've noticed is that kindness is really contagious, that it really perpetuates itself. People see it and want to do that. And it just goes on and on. So a story to illustrate that is that back when COVID was in full force, I was homeschooling a couple of my children. And so one day we were practicing our handwriting skills. And so we wrote out a whole bunch of little notes of encouragement and validation and just really positive notes. And we took them on our lunch break to the local grocery store. And my little girls were putting them in the windshields of all the cars at the grocery store. And pretty soon a pickup truck pulled up to me and a woman rolled down her window and she said, I've been watching your girls and they are having so much fun putting these notes out. And I wondered if I could give them something. And I thought maybe she had a treat or something from the grocery store. So I said, sure, that would be great. And so she got out of her pickup and went around back and she pulled out these two unicorn rainbow backpacks full of school supplies and gave them to my little girls which I was so surprised, we were all just shocked. And she said, I'm doing a project where we're trying to give school supplies to underprivileged kids and I have a few extras and I really wanna give them to your little girls. And so we were just so amazed and it was so fun to see that she had watched that and then had wanted to be kind because of it. And I think that is really true often for kindness. It's just really contagious. So I love that about kindness. And then the other thing that I've noticed is that often I think I'm going to go and do something kind and I end up being the one who receives much more, which is also really fun. So there's this magical little town up in Northern California by Lassen Volcanic National Park. It's called Chester. Chester. And my family loves this town. It is such a fun community. The people there are amazing. We have a cabin nearby, so we get to go up often and we just love it. And so one day my teenage daughter and I were eating at a local restaurant and we noticed this woman who was by herself and looking pretty lonely. And so we watched her just to see what was going on. And as she was getting ready to leave, we thought we're just going to visit with her. We'll just see if we can brighten her day a little bit. Just say hi. And so we stopped her and we said hi and just visited a little bit. And it turned out she was a local resident and her husband had just passed away. And so she was quite lonely. And then it also turned out that she knew a lot of the local trails and points of interest in the area. And we were new and didn't know any of them. And my daughter and I happened to be looking for a hike that afternoon. And so this amazing woman changed all of her plans and took my daughter and I on a hike up to these ice caves that were in the area that really only the local people knew about. And we had such a fun afternoon with this woman. We were just amazed because we thought we were going to help her and brighten her day. And she spent the whole afternoon with us showing us just the amazing area. And so those are a couple of things that I've noticed about kindness. I think it's amazing that it's contagious, that everyone wants to do it, especially when they see it. And also that often I benefit the most, even when I think I'm helping someone else. So those are my stories.
0: (laughs) How do you help children understand the importance of kindness?
5: That's a great question. And there's a couple of thoughts I have about that. Number one, I would say that they follow the example of what they see so if parents are service oriented and outward oriented and notice the crazy mom in the grocery store who needs help or whatever, then the kids pick that up and they do that. I see my adult children doing those kinds of things. And so I've noticed that they follow the example that they're raised with. And then the other thing that I think about kindness is that as I watch my kids interact with their friends and as they've been little growing up, It was something they had to learn how to be a good friend and how to be kind to their friend. And I didn't really realize that until I had kids, that it was something that I learned how to share and take turns and maybe compromise a little bit. And so I've just really paid attention to that and pointed it out. Oh, what a friend you're being by letting her go first or whatever. And so I think pointing those kinds of things out and helping them feel really good about being kind is really a great way to teach and a very poignant way to teach. It's a very hands-on way.
0: American Mothers has amazing programs to educate, support, and honor moms. Visit our website at AmericanMothers.org and click on what we do. If you have a child or grandchild in the fifth grade or equivalent, you might be interested in checking out the fifth grade essay contest that starts in August. Or maybe you'd like to learn more about honoring mothers and what the mothers of the year have to say. Their stories are amazing, and I'm sure you'll find something on there that will interest you. Remember, AmericanMothers.org. And this is always a great topic, and I know we all try to be kind, but what can you do to show kindness to other people, and how important is it? Join us again next week as we continue our discussion about kindness, experiences people have had, and also a little bit more discussion on that. See you next time.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom to mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others.
0: The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers mom to mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another next week. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.